Father, we thank you once again to be in your house. We thank you for the nice atmosphere. We thank you for the Holy Spirit already moving among us, Father. You are faithful, Lord Jesus Christ. Father, you come and you vindicate your word by your presence. Father, you come, and Father, because you promised whatever two or three will be gathered in my name, I will be among, among them, Father. We thank you for your presence that you are here confirming your word, Father. We love you. We give you the glory and the honor. Father, Lord, many requests have been put here, Father, but we are trusting in the healer. We are trusting in the Savior. We are trusting, Father, in the one who can restore, Father. You are the one who can restore and restore completely. Let your name be glorified, Father. How we love you. That's how so privileged we are to be Christians, to know that you are our Father and you put something inside of us that the devil can never take away. Oh, glory to your name, Father. How we glorify your name. Father, we commit the remainder of the service in your hand. May you put the man aside. Help me to put myself aside, Father, that your Holy Spirit will use each and every one of us, Father, speaker and the hearers, Father, to hear from you, Father. We commit ourselves to you. We love you and appreciate you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jeff, and thank you, musicians. Bless you. God bless you. The Lord is good indeed. Amen. Amen. He's faithful. We thank the Lord. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this evening. For the regular and the visitors and those who are streaming. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. It's also my opportunity to thank the young people for the, for the, for the play. And it was a blessing to me and to my family and to the church. So we thank you for all the effort and all you put inside. And it has been a blessing. Continue praying for those who came, the visitors and the 
impact that it touched them, that uh, it can be something that will, will, will turn into, into, into a curiosity, a thirst, a hunger for more. And God will trigger that and just quicken that. God bless you for that. I will invite you to go to the book of Psalm 125. As you are turning to that, I think. So Brother Kevin as well, so just wants to, to convey our, our condolences for the mother passed away. And may God comfort them and continue to bless them. And the Father is a, is a blessing for the body of Christ. May God bless them richly. Psalm 125. Did I get it wrong? 126. Sorry, 126. Yeah, it's 126. 5 and 6, it says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Amen. I'll go again to the word of God in Ecclesiastes 11, 3, 6. The subject that I would like to touch this evening, and it has already been touched by the ministers who preached them before by our pastor, Brother Ed and Brother Maxwell and, and Brother Andrew. So I'm just going, I didn't want to change the subject and I just felt like I could also just put something inside there. Go in the same channel. Ecclesiastes 11, 3, 6. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth, and if the tree fall towards the south and towards the north in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who makes all. So verse 6 it says, In the morning sow thy seed, in the evening withhold not thine hand, for thou knowest not where thou shalt prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Amen. May God bless his word. You can have a seat. I would like to speak this evening. Allow me to put the title for it. I would like to call it The Law of Sowing. The Law of Sowing. I believe that the plan of God for redemption, the whole plan of God for redemption, is based on predestination and election. It's based on predestination and election, and once we understand that, once you understand that, you understand so many other things. 
because it's God's grace. It's not because of who you, because not of what you, you think, you, by your own merit, or we think by our own things, or by our own work, but only because God has elected us. God predestinated us to that, and it was God's way, and we have responded to that. Thinking about it, because God has chosen, because God knew before the foundation of the world that you and I will be saved, the devil has no chance at all. No matter what he can try to do, what he can try to put you down, no matter what he can try to inject himself in there, but he has no, no, no chance at all of succeeding because already God has already predestinated, he has already chosen, he has already elected, nothing can change that because God is the one who has the final decision for every situation. So we can, we can be glad, we can rejoice in that, knowing that God, you have everything in control. God is not taken by surprise. God is not taken by surprise by things that are coming on our way. God is not taken by surprise. Sometimes even when we are going low, God is not taken by surprise. He knows everything already before it even started. Think about it. Barabanam's life was written in the mountains, and God told him, you see your peaks, you see your down, you see. So God already wrote his life on that mountain, and nothing could have changed because God already predestined his life and how it's going to be, and God was not surprised by anything was happening. That's the power of the election of God, the power of predestination of God. We just need to go in the channel of God and say, God, I want to do what you want me to do. I don't want to hinder you. I just want to walk in your plan. I just want to put myself in the channel that you want me to do. Because sometimes we create our own problems to ourselves by not allowing ourselves to stay in the channel of God, how God wants us to use. But to the devil, nothing can change the plan of God. Even a man's choice cannot change God's choice. <laughs> That's how powerful is the power of the grace of God and election. Even man's choice cannot change God's choice because God is the final one who has done everything. So the plan of God for redemption is based completely on election. It is not a random work. It's not something you're trying here, let's try it if it's going to work and everything. No, it's completely settled. It's already, God knows everything and God is just working out to make it work. And I was just thinking about it. Even the works that we do, they were already foreordained by God. So God, I feel that burden to do this. I feel, you feel like it's a burden from you, but it's actually a burden from God. God put that burden inside of you because he already foreordained you for a certain purpose, for certain work, to go in a certain direction. And God is leading everything. Oh, glory to God. Praise be to God. That's why the Proverbs say Satan hates two books, the book of Revelation and the book of Genesis. He hates those two books. One book is revealing where it comes from, it's coming from. The other book is revealing where it's going to end. So it's going to, you know, and, and that's why he hates them. He hates those books because he does not want to find his final, his final destination. So I want people to discover his final destination. He doesn't want people to discover the final hand. But also in the book of Genesis, it doesn't want people to understand that because the Genesis, the Genesis is the seed, it's the book of the seed, it's the book of the origin, it's the book of the beginning. Once you understand the beginning, you will understand the end. 
When someone knows your beginning, he knows that's why when you go to the doctor, they have to come and check, they have to check on you. How was your father? How was your mother? Did they suffer from this? Did they suffer from this? Did you know anyone in your family? Why? Because they want to know you, but they're asking other questions, other people, to know you, where you come from. Because once they understand where you come from, then they know where you are going. They can try to predict, according to the sign, to predict where you are going. But once you understand our story as a Christian, where, where am I coming from? Who am I really? Who am I as a Christian, as the son of God? Who am I? You come from God and you are going back to God. If you go to the Genesis, you see where the dog comes from. The evolution, that's why it's just... Uh, it doesn't make sense what they call evolution. Uh, you came from this and you turn into this. And, and, and it's only a theory on top of that. It's only a theory. It means they have no proof, but they think that theory could explain so many other things. Why are you going through a theory that could try to explain so many things and you have never seen that in your reality? When you can have the word of God that is the unfailable, that unfailing word of God that can explain where you come from. And once you understand where you come from, not understanding intellectually, but when you have the revelation of where you're coming from, oh, praise be to God. Satan hates that book of revelation. The prophet will say, now in Genesis, why am I holy roller? And in Genesis was the seed chapter where all the seeds were sown. Everything that you find in the world today came out of Genesis. Everything began back there in the beginning. Well, now it's just like sowing a crop. Now, if you watch what kind of seed you got in, no matter what it looks like when it's this high, you'll have to see what it is. What the seed is, you'll see what it will be when it comes to the seed. As it's going through the different stages, as you're going through different stages, don't be fooled by how it looks and how the different stages is going. Look where it comes from, the origin, because that's what is going to come to the maturity when it comes back again, a seed. It says, is that right? Then it says, if it's wheat, corn, or whatever it is, it might look like a weed, but it's a wheat down here in the bottom, it will produce a wheat up there. When you look at that, think about your own life. You might look like a weed. You were in the world like a weed. You did things like a weed. People could think, oh, this one has no chance. It's just a weed and everything. But because you were a weed to start with, when the word of God comes and strikes your heart and reveals to you who you are, Oh, now the light is bringing you to the maturity of becoming wheat again. And all the things of the wheat are dropping down. And the seed to come to life, it needs to be germinated. Germinated. You understand what I mean? <laughs> germinated. It needs to be germinated because the seed without a germ of life inside of it, it cannot bring, it cannot bring, it cannot, it cannot bring life. It needs to have the life from the inside. <laughs> Praise be to God. I didn't say German, I said German. <laughs> Although we love Germans, but <laughs> Now I lost where I was going, but (coughs) 
Now, in the Genesis, Genesis means the beginning, the seed chapter. And remember that everything that there is today actually began in Genesis. It was the beginning of all things. It was the beginning of salvation. It was the beginning, it was the beginning of sin. It was the beginning of all the cult. Brother Barnum speaking, Joseph meeting his brother, brethren. See, it was the beginning of the true church. It was the beginning of the false church. It was the beginning of righteousness. It was the beginning of deceit. It was the beginning of all things studied in Genesis. And Brother Ed mentioned that. He says when you, see, when, you see, when, you see, when you see Babylon, you see Babylon starting in Genesis. You see in the time of, of, of Daniel. You see those in the end time in Revelation. But if you see that spirit, it started all the way in Genesis already. It was that same spirit there. And you see, if you want to look at this, like Brother Barnum says, it, it was the beginning of righteousness. If you see the righteousness, it's not the righteousness of, of, of the law. The righteousness of God was even before the law came. So that's why you can't say, I'm justified by the law. I'm justified by the works. So my righteousness is based upon the works. No, the righteousness of God was even way before the law came in. So it was the righteousness by faith. It started with Abraham. You can see in Abraham by faith. You want to understand the mystery of marriage? You go back to the beginning. Amen. As it was in the beginning. That's what Jesus will say. All the things that happened, it was not so from the beginning. It was not so like in the beginning. You want to understand everything? Go back to the beginning. Amen. The sin started in heaven, but you see in earth, it started in the Garden of Eden in the Genesis. But God, you see that the devil, the devil is, 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 is something, is, is someone who likes to imitate, to impersonate, to pervert. Is there just to pervert everything that God has put? When God puts something, the devil is trying to imitate and to pervert, to try to change things because he's not a creator to begin with. God is the creator. God is the one in control. Are you with me this evening? God is the one who is in control of every situation. I'm sure when he saw the nature, he could look at it and see, oh, how God has created all sorts of things. God, God was, saw everything that we see in the nature, we can, we can enjoy the nature and everything. It came from the small seeds. God planted all those small seeds here by the word of God and he planted all the small seeds. And now when the light came and struck that seed and that seed came back to life. And Brother Barnum will say, and I'm just paraphrasing, Brother Barnum will say, the same thing it is in the type for what we saw through the church ages. God has already put every seed that God has planted that will come in each age. And when the light for that age come and strike that, that seed, it will come back to life. I will say praise be to God for the light that struck my seed. Because it's not a man who called you, it's God who called you. Because God put that seed inside of you, the devil cannot take that out of you because God planted that seed inside of you. He even foreordained the kind of light that will strike that seed and that seed will respond to that light. You couldn't respond to the light of Luther. You couldn't respond to the light of Pentecost. No matter what they do, but when you receive the word of God, when that light came upon the seed, you said, I, that's me there. The word inside of you is a seed. And the word of God, which is also the seed, when they meet together, it creates omnipotence and you respond, that's me there. Prophet says in Exodus, Genesis, 
The seed chapter where God planted the seed and Satan planted the seed his. They've both been growing together ever since. It will soon be the harvest time when the harvest will be reaped. And we are living in the time of the harvest. And another message of prophet we call the seed of discrepancy. And say the devil put that seed in, in God's lineage for the discrepancy. But let's keep that. Let's go to Matthew 13, 24, 30. A parable that we all know. Another parable put, put it forth. Matthew 13, Matthew 13, 24. Another parable put it forth unto them saying, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while man slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blades were sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servant of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath eat tares? He said unto them, an enemy had done this. The servant said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? And he said, Nay, lest while you gather, gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. Let's both grow together until the, ha- the harvest. And the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them. Can it, the, the world that we see, the, 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 the church is uniting. It's a uniting time. They're uniting, they're uniting, they're uniting. But they're uniting not under the world, but they're uniting on a different agenda. So they will be uniting first, and the uniting comes more from, from the world than sometimes we see in, 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 the, in, the, in the Christian world. But God is also going to be gathering. He's gathering his people. He's already gathered the eagle. The eagles are being gathered around the revealed word of the hour. See, gather it together first, the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them. But they gather the wheat uh, into my barn. And Jesus will give himself the interpretation of it in Matthew 13, 36, 43. And then Jesus said to the multitude away and went, sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came unto him saying, declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. When Jesus Christ is revealing those secrets, he's not revealing to the public. He's revealing only to his disciples. <laughs> The word of God as is being revealed. Why, why, why the world doesn't know the message? Why they, can't, why they can't see the message? No, because God is whispering his secret to his bride. His secret, his secret only to those he has chosen himself. He says, He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. He says, The good seed are the children of the kingdom, and the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. So we are at the end of the world. How many believe that? We are at the end of the world. And the reapers are the angels or the messengers. Says, as, as therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the hand of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. They shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of 
their father who had ears to hear, let him hear. Think about it. Sometimes I question myself, why did just God? It's a question, but I have an answer. I know I asked you last time a question. I didn't have the answer, but this time I have an answer. (laughs) Why didn't God just eliminate Cain to begin at the beginning? When it was just a seed eliminated to begin with, then peaceful and everything. We are just the seed of, of Abel and then everything, all perfect. And why let him leave? Why, why? Simple. The parable just gives that the answer. It doesn't bother God that he came there in one way. Because he didn't lose none of his own. He didn't change his plan according to his own but it rather amplified what God wanted to show his attribute, to reveal his attribute, because he allowed those things to happen so God can show how great he is, that in the midst of all corruption, his seed can never fail. In the midst of all the corruption, God is still a healer. In the midst of all the corruption, God is still a savior. In the midst of all the corruption, God is still the guide. In the midst of all the corruption, God is still the one who can restore. So the devil is trying to intervene and intertwine him, and he trying what what the devil has always tried is to try to break the seed of God. But the seed of God can never, 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 never be defeated. Because the seed of God shall overcome and shall prevail and shall possess all the gates of the enemy. So God knows his own, none of his ears will be lost. And each seed has to be produced or has to produce of his own kind. As Brother Ed went to that, so the seed has the potential inside of it. It has the characteristics inside of it. And those characteristics has to be manifested. If a lion produced a lion, if an elephant produced an elephant, is a duck gave birth to a duckling, if an eagle gave, uh, gave birth to an eaglet, so God has to produce a son of God who is an amateur God. So the two spirits will go until the very end. And we know this quote, the word that we're familiar with, the prophet who says, Now remember this, Christ in the true church is a continuation of the book of Acts. But the book of Revelation shows how the Antichrist spirit will come into the church and defile it, making it lukewarm, formal, and powerless. It exposes Satan, revealing his works, attempted destruction of God's people, and the discrediting of God's word. That's why I always run away from someone who's trying to discredit God's word. Someone, this is what you call the message? You know, those kind of statements? They get me scared. Do you see what happened? Is that the message? Be scared. <laughs> it's going already in the wrong path. <laughs> I like what Brother Ed said. If you see a negative thing, that's not the message. The message is pure. People can make mistakes. They can do different things. That's not the message. The message is pure. So if someone going in order to discredit the message, no, don't go even there. The message stays pure. Amen. People make mistakes and do different things, but the message stays pure. 
So it says, discrediting the God's words right down to the time he is cast into the lake of fire. He fights that. He cannot stand it. He knows that if the people get the true revelation of the true church and what she is, if the people know you identify the true church, no, that's the true church. That's not that's the only first part. Because, you know, some people in the world, if they're sincere enough, they can tell you, you know what? That church is a true church. Some people can be, you know what? If you want to get, I, I was in the world and people have friends in the world and they, they will even say, you know what? If you want to get married and have a good wife, go to the message church. You get a good wife, very obedient. But they're not believers. <laughs> but they know the secret. So if you want to go to that place, go that. If you want to be a real Christian, go there. So that first part, you identify the true church. But it says, then she knows what she is. That's the part where we need to understand where we are. We need to identify and recognize who we are. And then it says, what she stands for. What am I standing for? What am I fighting for? What am I contending for? I'm contending and fighting for the original faith that was given to the original believers in the first age. That's what I'm standing for. I'm not standing for a compromised word. I'm standing for the word of God that's staying in its purity. That's what I'm standing for. That's what I'm contending for. For the faith that was once given to our forefathers. And then it says, and that she can do the greater works she will be an invincible army. If they get a true revelation of the two spirits within the framework of the Christian church and by God's spirit discern and withstand the Antichrist spirit, not only to discern but to withstand the Antichrist spirit. We have to withstand the Antichrist spirit. The Antichrist spirit is very strong. It's working in different ways, but we have to withstand it. And we have the word of God to withstand it. We have God has given us all the material to, to make ourselves ready and to withstand the enemy. What is that material? The word of God that has been revealed. It says, and by God's spirit and discern and withstand the Antichrist spirit, Satan will be powerless before her. He will be as definitely thought it today as when Christ withstood his every effort to gain power over him in the desert. Yes, Satan hates revelation. We love it. With true revelation in our lives, the gates of hell cannot prevail against that. But we will prevail over them. How we will prevail? Because of the revelation. What is a revelation? It is a seed inside of your heart that has responded to the word of God. This is nothing else but the truth. As that seed is inside of you, God put inside of you, that's what the devil can never prevail against it. Because it's a reality. I like the way the prophet gives, 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 gives us, he makes the word of God so plain. The greatest battle ever thought. says, here we see the tactics of the devil. How do we do? Now, and it says, it's always his tactic is to try to get the people to disbelieve God's word. Listen, you soldiers of the cross, when you disbelieve one word of God's written Bible, you are disarmed. Believe that, honey. But I'm speaking to the sixth sister. It says, you are disarmed. You surrender. You, you jealous fish. 
Put on the holy arm, the full armor of God. Amen. We are in a battle. What God said is true. Every man's word is a lie, but as soon as you get to listen to one thing that is the tactic, you are disarmed. How you become powerless? It's because you, the devil is trying to, impro- to tell you what you believe is not true. What God says is not true. And if you start hearing to that, then you become powerless. And he looks like he has more power, but actually he has no power. But the one who will stand on the word of God says, whatever, even though I don't understand, even though I don't see the, the result right yet, even though I'm still, I don't see the result right yet, but because God said so, I stay with God's word, the devil is becoming more and more less powerless, or less and less powerful, more and more powerless, and you are becoming more and more powerful in God's presence. Because your strength is based upon God's word. If he, can't, if he cannot disarm you, then he becomes powerless. Like in the millennium, it's going to be the chain of circumstances in the millennium. He will be there, but you will be powerless. Why? Because you don't want to have any man, any, any human being to whom he can work through, and he becomes powerless. If you don't give him any room, he becomes powerless. If you don't give him anything, he becomes powerless. Therefore, anything that is against the word of God is a seed of discrepancy. Anything that doesn't correspond with the word of God is the seed of discrepancy. Anything that doesn't say what the word of God is saying is the seed of discrepancy. And the devil, because he's not a creator, he's only an impersonator, he's he's only someone who who is deforming what God has already created, he knows the law of sowing. Because once God saw something, it stays there, and no one can take it because God put it there in the right seed, in the right ground, in the, when it stays there, no one can remove it. Once the light will come back to it, it will come back, or to, it will come back to life again, the devil knows that. But he will try by all means, but he cannot get to the soul. He can never get to the soul of a believer. But he will try to sow many other things in different areas. And that's what I just want to give you the small thought here this evening. Any womb, any ground is there to multiply the seed. Any womb, any ground is there to multiply the seed. We call the field, the natural field. You put a small seed, it goes there. If it puts in the right conditions, it will grow and it will multiply. And it becomes a tree and it will multiply, it becomes... You have so many fruits based on one seed. Any womb, any ground will multiply the seed. Anything that the Bible, now put that, anything that the Bible or the message has, has identified as ground needs to be taken care of because it will multiply whatever you give it to it. Because that's the law of sowing. Whatever it is, you give it to it, it will multiply it. God was not worried about anything, he says, ah, about the soul for his children, because he knows I put a small seed inside of that. It will multiply. It will grow, in other words. 
I don't worry about it or anything will happen, anything. You might take a long time because before you become a Christian, you went different ways, but that seed stays there. Once the light will hit it, it will come to life. And one of what you have to do is to allow that seed to grow in the soul. To have more. So you feed it with the word of God. You feed it with the word of God. Then that seed is growing. is multiplying. is multiplying. As in a human being, when you put in the seed of a woman, it's just one tiny cell. But once it's in the right environment, it's multiplied. And our body is made of millions and billions and billions of cells. That's the law of sowing. Just put something there, it will grow. <laughs> and God knows it. And that's put something there, it will grow. Now go to another level. In the mind is a ground. Anything you put there, it will grow. If you don't believe me, I'm going to put so something inside. I cannot put it. I don't want to put it behind the level. Came here because it's not very Christian. If I sing Christian song, you know that song, right? Once I put that in your mind, it will play for a while. <laughs> I just saw something in your mind now. <laughs> Make sure that you remove it. Right? <laughs> it's the law. It just puts something in your mind and it stays playing in your mind, stays in play. But the devil did it just once. How come it just once? Because you open your mind and it's a womb. Once you put that, it's a ground. You put that in that seed and it starts multiplying, multiplying. You, you'll hand up yourself and you're singing. What am I singing? It has happened to me. <laughs> Went to the store and then I end up I'm singing. And I'm thinking, oh, what's going on? Which song is that? <laughs> It's the law of sowing, and the devil knows it. So the prophet was in the faith of Abraham, 59, says, I'll preach one of these nights on sowing to the mind and reaping the whirlwind. That's what the nation has done, sowed to the wind and is reaping the whirlwind. We sowed to socialism and reaping communism. We have... The grace of God that we have a prophet who could see things before they happen. Because he could see them in a seed form. While they're still in a seed form, he could see if they get multiplied, what will be the consequences of what he saw in a seed form. That's why he could fight against all the music, the worldly music, could fight against the woman preaching, could fight. Even, even I like the way Brother Steve Besson put it. Even the voting, the voting right that was given to the woman, it was already a, a seed that was planted because it brought division in the house how a wife and a husband could have different opinions. One could choose one party, the other one choose the other party. One is defending a certain right, the other one is defending, and it brings already division. But it was already at the seed, at the seed level. And you could, you could be saying, but brother, it doesn't look, it doesn't, it doesn't look, it doesn't look a problem. Why it is a problem? Because he's a prophet, he saw that at the seed level. And because it is a seed, if it's it been sowed somewhere, once it's been started multiplying, it will get over forever. But now put it also in a positive sense. If you wake up in the morning, 
I'll start my day, I'll just put one seed inside of me. <laughs> one seed in my mind, one song in my mind. Let me just put one scripture in my mind. And I will stay on that scripture in my mind and meditate upon it and meditate upon it. Because I'm following the law of sowing, that seed that I put in my mind, that I put in my mind, it will grow and it bring forth different good results that you would not be expecting if it was otherwise. That's why if God gives you a promise, stay on God's promise. Don't move from that promise. Because God gives you that promise, stay on that promise. The prophet will say, footstep is possession. It doesn't mean that you possess everything, but because it is your revelation to you, stand on that promise of God. It is just you stay because I'm staying God's promise, and God will give me the rest. How is it going to happen? I don't know, but I'm staying on God's promise. I'm following the law of sowing. Prophet will say, or God, Jesus will say in Matthew 27, 17, it says, Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hands to yonder place, and it shall remove, nothing shall be impossible unto you, howbeit this kind goeth out, goeth not out, but by prayer, and fasting. Let me, let me say this. Satan is a champion to point to you how little is your faith. Oh, you don't have enough faith. You have a lot of faith. You should have expected this. You should have this. You should have this. You should have this. You should have this. But the prophet says, no. That's not, that's not the importance. Don't try to look how big your faith is. Look how genuine your faith is. Even if it is as little as that it can be as a mustard seed, even if it's a small seed, it's just a small seed of revelation God puts in your heart. Stand on that revelation that God puts you in your heart and keep, keep watering it with the word of God. Keep watering it with praise. Keep watering by confession of your mouth. God, I believe your word. I believe that I'm healed. I believe that I'm saved. I believe that you'll fill me with more of your power. I believe that I will, be, I will, I will have an overcoming life. And God will make that and transform that by the law of sowing and it will become what you're expecting and looking for. The prophet says, because you haven't got that much, that doesn't mean you can't be healed. If you had the least little bit of faith, just stay right with it. It will take you out. Another message, it shall be even as it was told me, Maybe you might not have the spontaneous faith to bring something, just a miracle right to you. You may not have that kind of faith, but Jesus said, if you had the faith like a master seed, you could say to the mountain, be moved, and by and by it will come to pass. Maybe just a tiny grain that is moving, that is invisible, that you don't see, but that mountain is moving for sure. You just stay with the word of God, confessing the word of God. It's moving. You don't see the result yet, but it's moving, amen, because you understand the law of sowing. He said, it won't vanish either way, but by and by it will come to pass. Some has master seed faith very little, but just stay with it. It will bring you out. It will materialize. Look at Abraham. 
Abraham was given just a promise of God, and for 25 years he waited for the promise to be fulfilled. He never staggered at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong, giving praise to God. He did not understand everything. He did not see how it was going to happen. But God gave him a promise, and Abraham endured with the word of God and stayed, stayed faithful to God's promises. I'm going to read the scripture here. But I'll bring it in the context of what I'm saying. In 1 Corinthians 3, 6, 9, I have planted, Apollos watered. This is Paul speaking terms that, that's why we like to, to sow. But what I'm saying is it's just a, a seed sower. He doesn't know where it's going to fall, but he just keeps sowing the right seed. Think about it. He was rejected by denominations. He was speaking to the people. He even rejected them. But you just believe that I'm sowing the right seed. Because God has promised that there will be a bride. And as I'm sowing the seed, there will be a ground where that seed is going to fall. And it will bring forth that bride. And today you and I, we are that bride. But as it's going, it was pretty, you, you listen sometimes to the message, how it's so hard. And this, the, the, the room becomes so quiet. And you can tell that he's struggling to deliver what, is the, what God put in his heart because of the opposition of the people. But God knew where the seed is going to fall. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planted anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God, you are God's husbandry, and you are God's building. The Proverbs say God has his provided way. If I told you I will give you an oak tree and you say, all right, Brother Barnum, here I come around with a little a, a corn and give it to you. You've got the oak tree. Sure, it is. It's in seed form. But just let it alone, plant it in the ground. It will produce an icon tree. Certainly, that's the way it is by the word. The word is a seed. If the word is the seed, how can the word produce the right result? Put it in the right atmosphere. <laughs> Put it in the right atmosphere. How? I was talking to my wife. You know, sometimes we want to come to church that the day where you, you have so many things happening along the way and along the day. Why? The devil knows that the day where God is going to sow something inside of you and the devil is trying to put you in the wrong atmosphere so that you miss that. But that's why we know the tactics of the devil. So sometimes many different things happening along the day. Just stay positive. God, I'm expecting you to speak to my heart today. And I'm willing to receive from your word of God. The word of God is going to change me. It's going to transform me. It's going to give me even the desire for my heart. Even though I don't see the result, you are still working, God. The prophet says, the only thing that you've got to do is to water the seed. You put me on record tonight in these recorders. I have no apology for this remark that I'm fixing to make. I believe and can prove that the right mental attitude towards any divine promise of God will bring it to pass. Yes, sir. The right mental attitude, but you've got to have the right attitude. The attitude is what brings the result. If you say, yes, yes, I believe, 
I believe it, but I don't know now. That's not the right attitude. The right attitude is to receive it and say, that saved the Lord, then it's right. God, I just believe your word. That's what, that's what Mary, Mary had, to, had to say to the angel. He's telling, he's telling the angel, how else is that going to happen? Oh, the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you and the son that you're going to give, you're going to give the son of God. Let it be done to me according to your word. That's what the bride is doing. The word will be in the bride as it was in Mary. How is going to bring the result? God, I just want to say thank you for your word. Let it be done to me according to your word. I just want to lay myself in the presence of the Son of God so that this seed that inside of me will bring forth the right result. Amen. Let it be done to me according to your word. Because you are a womb, you will produce the word of God. Amen. Now, the devil, let's talk a little bit of the negative side even for a few moments. I won't be long, but the devil knows that he cannot touch into your soul. So what he's trying to do is try to, to blur your mind. He's trying to bring the fight not from the soul, but coming, putting that in the greatest battle ever thought in the mind. Because that's where I think he has more chance. Do you know why we have those billboards? Those billboards don't go in our house. <laughs> Once you see in the billboard, you don't bring it in the house, but won't the devil just want you to see and put a seed in your mind and you carry that seed with you. Why we have so, many, so much media and social network, networking and different things? Because the devil just wants to sow a seed in your mind and you carry that. And he says, oh, but as long as put a seed and it, if you entertain that seed, oh, it's going to deal with what it's going to bring forth. But that now our attitude has to be, now let's turn it around. Let's always turn it around. I want now to sow the right kind of seed in my mind. I want now to sow the right kind of seed in my mind all the time so that it will bring forth the result because it has to follow the same law. The politics and the Hollywood, they have understood the secret of sowing. They are in the business of producing little Philistines baby. As long as they are baby, but their, their nature is Philistines, one day they will bring forth their nature and they will, be, they will create more damage. The devil has understood this principle from a very long time and started even in a young age by sowing seeds of discrepancy very early in the young, in the young, in the young, in the young kids. That's why the prophet was saying, the way to have fellowship, he says, people raised up children today. I feel sorry for fathers and mothers today. Being a parent myself and knowing one reason, I'm trying to get my children away from our city. Then I just want to skip the, to go to bottom to save time. See, this juvenile delinquency here in New York, Chicago, these big cities, what the papers is writing up and how they kill one another and everything. Little children, little boys and girls killing and murder and shooting and forth like that. If those poor little kiddies only realize that they're the devil, sure. What brought on juvenile delinquency was parent delinquency. The parent failing to take care of the children. 
I would say the parent failing to understand, to see the law of sowing. And you say, another message you'll say, calling Jesus on the scene, says, John might have said something like this. He said, you know, when I was a little boy, we lived down by Jericho. Remember my Jewish mother used to rock me to sleep in the afternoon. Take my afternoon nap. I used to look at her house and she should tell me Bible stories. You know, that's a good thing for any mother to do to a child. Bring up a child in the way it should be. It should be better than turning on the television and watch some of these here things that go on on the television. I'll say on the phones and iPad and different things. You'd be better off if you read him a Bible story because it's impressing its little mind. We have to, we have to be sincere with ourselves. Sometimes it's some of the stories that, that carries us, even when we become adult. And even sometimes when the preacher will touch a certain area, it will bring you back to a story that your parent told you that was based on the word of God. It says, oh, really? Yes, that's what my father used to tell. And brings you into emotion and different things. That's the loaves. He just put that seed. And even after many years, you still bear the result of that seed. That's why the same thing, go put it again on the positive way. Sometimes you see our children going away and then backslidden and everything. But as long as you did your work of sowing the seeds, don't worry. Just commit that to the Lord Jesus Christ. That seed will continue to work wherever they are. And sometimes you see many testimonies we get. The parent, the children is already getting away. or is backslidden for some time. But when you are going to a trial, oh, father, oh, mother, remember what you told me? God is still alive. Oh, so the seed is still working. <laughs> God is faithful, amen. And it says, now to fathers, it talked about mothers, now to fathers. Then also we have home life crisis. It looks like, it seems like that home life is running out into shallow waters. It used to be in a home that father, the head of the house, would sit down of a morning and he would speak with his family and they will all take out the old family Bible and read just a little bit and all gather around the table and have prayer. You don't see that no more. And when the day was done and Ma, and Ma had the dishes, the dishes washed, they all gather in and read some more of the Bible and pray before going to bed. Juvenile delinquency certainly was a hard thing to find in them days. But what about today's? I'll be finishing soon, but give me a few minutes. Then you got just the idea. The proverb says, let's go back now and pick up, come down for something. You remember what last Sunday service was, the gate to the soul? You remember? There is a womb of the physical. There is a womb for the spirit. Do you believe that? There is a spiritual womb and a physical womb. The mind is the womb of the spirit. Spoken word is original seed. We were sowed with the word. Someday it will bring the life into the earth and replenish the earth. What Eve failed to do, Mary did. She took the word. Eve took Satan's lie. Mary took God's word and through Mary's seed replenishes the earth again. Through his bride, through the word, 
will bring up the millennium. That's, it's, a, it's a strong statement, and uh, it take a lot to go into that, to divide that, that, that statement, but just go to stay in the, in the thought, trend of thought here. Through that goes forth the word, and the word is planted into every predestinated heart. And the spirit comes down and waters it, and they cannot die. I'll raise him up again at the last days. Oh, brothers, sisters, that's real. What is it? The mind is the womb for the spirit. To take it in or let out. That's how they commit adultery. Is taking, let some, let some Satan devil spirit put in some something against the word of God. Then she has committed adultery. I would even say the, the physical adultery is, is, a, is a product of a spiritual adultery. First, the womb is the womb, open it to that idea or that spirit, and then it brings up and brings forth another result. Amen? So the greatest battle ever thought she's going on right on now, or yes, sir, between life and death, between sickness and health, between faith and doubt, between liberty and bondage, the battle is on. I'll say the battle is on. But the battle that is on is a battle, if I could put in the term in the context, is a battle of who is sowing in that mind. What are you sowing in that mind? Is it the battle become hard? We know that where the devil cannot touch your soul, but what, the, what are you allowing the devil to touch in your mind? Don't let the devil sow negative thought in your mind. Put positive thought in your mind. Put God's word in your mind. If you are sick, put God's word in your mind. If you are claiming God's blessings, put God's word in your mind. Just stay sowing more and more. More and more. More and more. It will bring forth results. Amen. There was a question that was asked to Brother Barnum. Brother Barnum, please explain how a person knows his thinking, his own thought. Or if the devil is blessing thought in his mind to make him think wrong. Especially if you know you do not want to think them. He says, then, if it's contrary to the word, it's the devil thinking. If it's with the word, it's God thinking. If it's the wrong thought, it's the devil. If it's good thought, it's the, if it's the good thought of the, word and of, of, of the word and of God, it's God thinking. Easy, right? The devil is telling you, no, you're sick, you're not, you're not going to be healed. That's not God's word. God's word says, I'm already healed. Praise be to God. If the devil says, you know what, you see what you see, you see on the children, you could be saved. No, that's the devil's thought. God's thought says, me and, me and my family, we are saved. If, it says, if, the, if the devil comes and tells you, you know, you, know, you made that mistake, so you, you are not a predestinated seed. No, I made that mistake and I repent it. And the word of God, if I repent and confess my sins, the blood of Jesus Christ washes me. That's God's word. And the prophet says, if it's the wrong thought, the devil, eh? if the case may be that the devil is placing thought in if the case may be that the devil is placing thought in your mind about a certain thing, how may it be overcome? Or got rid of it. He says, take the very vice versa from it. If the devil makes you think that, that you are, if you know you are a Christian, and he tries to make you think you are not a Christian, just take the versa and say, I am a Christian. 
as long as your experience matches in God's words, say, I am a Christian. Anything else, the same way. When you answer this, please pray for me to overcome this as I'm not by myself. God grant you overcoming, prophet says, ever who you are. May your thoughts just go right back to the, right, to the other side and say, I am a Christian. I am a believer. Confession of your faith. I am a believer. Say it, say it, say it. Plant that in your mind. Plant that in your side. Because the devil is trying to plant something. You plant something back. Satan, you have no hold on me, the prophet continued. He says, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. Satan, you have no hold on me. Frankly, I'm standing right here now saying the same thing. Keep from fainting right here at the pulpit. That's right. Four or five times I've almost pitched over on the pulpit. That's the truth. God knows that's right. Even as he's speaking, the devil is trying to put some seed, sowing some seed, and the prophet is fighting that back, fighting that with the word of God. Oh, praise be to God. Just a small thought of encouragement this evening. The prophet says, I wanted to read that. Take take God's thoughts. Take God's thought, not your own thought. Take God's thought. All the time, take God's thought. Not your thought, but take God's thought. It says, when a man plants a seed, if you are a farmer in court trial, if you are a farmer now, anything about planting any seed, if you plant a seed today, some corn, say, you put it in your garden, tomorrow morning you go out and dig it out and look at it and say, where there is no difference in it, you plant it back, the next day you go back and look at it and say, there is no difference in it, it will never come up, it can't do it. When you dug it up, you spoil the picture right there. You've got to commit it to the earth, and then it's up to the earth to do the rest of it. It's God's promise. Don't go in the room. Oh, I'm not feeling better already. Is, is it really God's word? It means you are digging it up to see again. The law of sowing is not going to work. Once you do that, just commit it to God. Leave it in the hands, God's hands. Like what Brother Andrew put as an illustration. Once you give something to someone, just leave it on his hand. Commit it to God and commit it to God. Don't take it back from God. Commit it to God. Commit it to the earth. The earth will put the increase. Who's doing the increase? God is doing the increase. You commit it to God and God will do the miracle. Amen. That's the law of sowing. You just sow it, put the right water, put the right attitude, put a song on your face, put a song in your heart, put a song in your mind, and keep moving forward. God, I'm standing on your promises. God, I'm walking with you. God, I love you. God, I praise you. God, you do miracles. God, you change life. God, you are bringing me closer to you. God, you are working in my life. You are preparing me for the rapture. God, I'm getting closer and closer to you. I love you with all my heart. Keep watering the word of God. God will do the increase for you. See, every time that you look at your symptoms, testify about them, complain about them, God can never heal you. You commit it to God and believe his word. He will bring it to pass. Whether it is sprouting, whether it's whatever it's doing, you don't care. God promised it. And potentially, potential again, potentially, Potentially, you have your healing when you accept it. 
It's in a seed form. I, if I ask you for an oak tree and you gave me an acorn, potentially I have an oak tree. If I ask you an ear of corn, you gave me a grain of corn, potentially I have an ear. Then commit it to the ground and water it and keep all the weeds away from it. Because the devil will try to put all the weeds. We know the other parable. He tried to put all the weeds to try to choke the word of God. The real seed of God will try to choke it with different things. You make sure that you put all the other things, negative things aside. Stay with the word of God. I'm watering the word of God in my life. I'm watering the word of God for the promise in my life. That's because I want to see the result in my life. That will grow the strength from the ground around it. And you see, that's the law of sowing. Once we, you know, we have a lot of weeds in the grass and everything. They say, one way you put chemicals to kill those weeds. Yes. Another way, make the grass become so strong. It will kill the weeds. The strength of the grass will kill the weeds. That's what he's saying here. Once you make that promise, you, you, it will grow the strength from the ground around it. Keep the weeds out. Then it will automatically grow because it's committed. It is a germatized seed. Now, if the seed isn't germatized, it won't. But if the seed has a germ of life inside of it, there is nothing can keep it from growing. And the word of God we have, that we have received, it already has the germ of life inside of it. So nothing can stop it. Amen. For the rapture, it contains the germ of life inside of it. You know, being nervous, it's contagious. There is a quote for that. If you become nervous, it's contagious in your family. Everybody becomes nervous. Yeah, Nervous, nervous, nervous. Where did that come from? One person started by being nervous in the family, and everybody's nervous. Put it the other way around. If one person is happy now in the family, praise be to God, praise be to God. They are not going to interfere with my atmosphere. I'm going to create my atmosphere. I'm going to create my own world. I'm going to stay with the word of God. You don't know what you are going to be doing in the family because you stay with the right attitude, with the right atmosphere, and it will start growing in the family all around you because that's the law of sowing. Amen. God bless you. The musicians can come. The prophet says, if we could only learn to be a trusted servant of God like that, that we could commit things to God. It's the most powerful thing that I know of is a committal. Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Commit your thinking to him. If you are sick and the doctors can't help you no more, then just commit your case to God and act like it's already done. Something will have to take place. It just can't can't keep from it because God is creator. Amen. Amen. Sister Nelly Sanders, she just stayed a little bit longer to hear something negative. And that evil spirit came into her. Put it in a positive way now. If you stay a little bit longer... Oh, God, I just want to stay a little bit longer in your presence. I just want to stay a little bit longer listening to the word of God. Why the only the negative things we see them so manifesting? What about the positive things? If we give it a little bit more time, it will also produce the right result. Because it's just following the same law. Amen.
I'll finish with this. You know, the way to find God is to meditate upon God. Think of God. David spoke of it. If he would bind, if he would bind the laws on his bedpost, how he will meditate therein day and night. If you notice it as the disciple on the road to Emmaus, that while they were speaking to each other and concerning the law of Jesus, that he stepped right out of the bush and walked with them. If your mind will be more taken up on God and on the things pertaining to God, it will be so much easier. Everybody can say easier. It will be so much easier to live a victorious life in Christ. How can I live a victorious life? It will be so much easier if you keep your mind on things of God. Amen. Keep your mind stayed on me. Keep your mind stayed on me. Stay. Yeah.